Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and if you are listening on Thursday, today is my birthday. It's my birthday. Mm-mm-mm. Happy birthday to me. Um, I will stop singing, kind of. I wish that rhymed. I was kind of thinking it would. For some reason in my head, in my head that was going to rhyme, and it most definitely didn't, and this is 31. And listen, I just have to say, I tried to write up so many times this episode and I just was getting such a block and I was like, I think I just need to get on the mic and do it. And I don't like to do this that much anymore because I feel like those episodes kind of end up being scrambly and a hot mess. But I also felt like the more pressure I put on the episode, like the less I wanted to do it. And that's not the vibes here. Like the vibe is having fun and being honest and being real and getting through the tough stuff together, which is why I get to start off this birthday episode by telling you all that I am 31 and unemployed. So uh, as of the day after my birthday, as of Friday, I will no longer have a job. I unfortunately was laid off again. Um, In six months, I have been laid off twice and my last week of work. So I got laid off last week and uh, my last day is on the 27th of October and my birthday is on the 26th of October. And in case you guys are wondering, the level of disrespect. No, it's high. Um, not on the company, just on the universe, because I just don't understand only bad things are supposed to happen to me in March, which obviously we know is not true. Bad things happen to me all the time. But I meant like big things like this. Um, this is a March thing. So I don't know what she's doing out here in October. Like, that's not the vibe. But yeah, unfortunately, I lost my job again. And I feel that I go through this roller coaster of emotion. And I know I love to use roller coaster emotion, but it's just it's just so true. The ups and the downs, you know, I think when it first happened, it's one of those things where like if you've been laid off, (laughs) you know, you know, like the minute this meeting was put on my calendar, I was like, okay, it's happening. Like I'm pretty sure I'm getting laid off. And then I was like, okay, you anxious bee, like relax. That's probably not what's happening. And once I opened the door, went into the room and saw a woman I didn't recognize, I was like, yep, that's HR. Like, it's happening. And, you know, I have to say it's so funny and like no shade to the otter or my dad. But it's just like sometimes men. So I (laughs) called the otter first and he was like, yeah, you know, the market's pretty bad. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the logic I'm like not into. And then I call my dad and he's shocked. Don't get me wrong. But he's also just like, well, what's the plan? And I'm like, okay, you guys. So then like I call my girls. I'm like, okay, let's, can we not with this logic shit right now? Like I'm not in the mood. Um, but (laughs) it was just so funny. I, I had to have such a laugh about it, but you know, I think My first reactions were obviously very devastated. It's a little bit different. You know, when I left my last job or when I got let go from my last job, I felt immediately like it was a blessing because I had such a rough time working there and I was so unhappy and I truly like I was seeing how much this job, even though I I worked really hard to have like a good work life balance, like the stress of this job was starting to creep in and enhance and and affect these other things in my life. And I felt very grateful to be let go immediately. Um, And of course, it was still hard. As we know, we literally have just been through this together, um, you know. (laughs) But when I when I got let go this time, I was like, oh, man, I, I loved this job. I loved this job. Like I really liked my coworkers. I had a great commute. I felt like I was getting paid what I deserved to get paid. I felt like, you know, there was a respect there. I felt like I could grow there, you know, and I was really excited. But, you know, 
the way I've been thinking about it, you know, I love to connect things to the dating life for me. And I was with Jimmy for, you know, five years or whatever, similar to where as long as I was working my first job. And I knew in the back of my mind I was miserable and this was toxic. But I just thought in my relationship with Jimmy, I thought this is the love that I deserve. Like this is it. Like I I should be grateful that I have a boyfriend like that's it. Right. And then when I was working at that last company, you know, I had worked in radio my whole life and leaving a career any sort of career and pivoting your career is terrifying. And being in radio, I was like, who is going to hire me after this? Like, what skills am I going to be able to manifest to get hired? And then I get hired at this big corporation, big name, you know, and I'm like, I should be so grateful that I got this job. And I don't need to ask and beg for promotions. And I don't need to like fight because I should just be lucky that I'm here. Like I would constantly talk about, you know, um, I felt that my manager got passed up for, you know, a higher position that she should have. And then I was like, you should get promoted, but like not me. Like I'm, I, I deserve to be where I am. And I was like, why, you know, why eventually similar to with Jimmy, I was like, I, I do deserve better. I don't, I deserve someone who wants to be with me. I deserve somebody who is going to get excited about things I'm excited about. I'm, 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 I'm deserving of that. Right. And so I broke up with him and luckily <laughs> I got my, I lost my job, you know, at the corporation. And then, you know, next I dated Scotland and then I got this job. And the thing is, is that dating Scotland opened up a lot for me, you know, like I was learning about, you know, having somebody want to be around. I was learning that like somebody was going to want me. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, like in that relationship, I felt wanted and desired and supported. And, you know, I really loved that. And it was so great. And I learned that like, hey, you are supposed to be, you know, a part of the relationship. And so is he like, the two of you make the relationship, you know, it's not just a one sided street like and that's what I learned. And then, you know, he broke up with me and I of course I was devastated. But then I met the otter and it like and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Like he is more than I could have ever dreamed of in, in a partner. And I wouldn't have known. You know, I wouldn't have known that that's what I should be looking for, that the standards were higher if I never would have dated Scotland. And so I kind of feel like with this job, it's like my standards are high. You know, I I remember describing to my boss's boss on our first one on one. I said, you know, the thing I love about this place is it doesn't feel toxic. And she's like, it's so funny that you put it that way. I'm like, that's the only way I know how to put it. It's not toxic. And I got to see that and I got to see myself in a higher role with no questions asked, higher pay, like, and I would have never known, like, I would have never known what to look for next. I would have never known that I could succeed at this level of marketing unless I tried, you know, and I feel so grateful for that opportunity. So you know, similar to the way like you just don't know what's going to enhance the next thing. Like that's kind of where it's at right now is that I I feel very, you know, enhanced by my career path. You know, I feel like I have done something that I did not think was possible. Like I did not think it was possible for me to move careers and have success. And in four months, like this is how I know it was. I'm leaving the way I want to leave it. I said this when I got let go at my last job. I remember saying this on the podcast that what was most important to me was that I did work that I was proud of and I and I built connections that were meaningful. And I have only been at my job for, you know, like four months or whatever now. And people were, you know, sad with me that I got let go. You know, my so my coworkers I hang out with on a regular basis, like I, you know, they were at the birthday party, like 
people cared. I'm having a little lunch, um, you know, on Wednesday, which would have been yesterday when you're listening. And, you know, people cared. So I made in that short amount of time, I made relationships and I learned so much. And I thought that, you know, I got to work for another powerful set of women, which I feel like is unmatched. You know, I had, um, you know, I worked, I was surrounded by strong female um, business women. And I just am always so grateful for that opportunity. And of course, I love the men in my life and I love the men I worked with too, but it's just, you know, that's always so empowering to see them do it. Cause then you're like, yes, girl power in the era of Barbie bitches. Um, so anyways, you know, it's in my peak times of being able to pull myself out and be grateful that's just what I am is grateful. And I know that it's going to get better. It is one of the advantages of, you know, (laughs) being laid off before. And it's similar to, you know, when Scotland, I broke up, I was like, I can do this. I've done this before. I can do this. Like I, I'm so grateful. And I think, you know, in my tough days, like I'm not going to, I am not going to lie to y'all today has been a sad bitch day. Can I tell you the level of drama, the level of dramatics that I pulled today? Okay, hear me out. I went to this little painting thing. So like I went by myself to this crafting place to paint myself a sculpture. Okay, and you know what I did? I brought my headphones in. She's so moody. I brought my headphones into this painting place and I was listening to not the Taylor Swift set list like I've been listening to. I listened to Evermore. I was listening to Evermore with my big old rose gold Beats by Dre headphones in painting at this like paint shop. I truly sometimes I'm just so so shocked at the level of drama that I bring to my own life. Truly the main character of my own self-destructive story like It's unbelievable. I mean, not totally self-destructive. Let's relax. I went because I was like, I need to do something. Because when I was on the phone with the otter, I was like, I just, I don't know how I'm going to do this again. Like sometimes I'm just tired of surviving. And I think that's very relatable. Because a lot of our life is surviving. And a lot of it's also thriving. But the surviving sometimes can be exhausting. And I'm like, I want to break. I want to break. I don't want to do this. I liked everything. Everything was going well. But you know what? The universe had other plans. And and I can do this. I can do this. Even on my worst days, I can do it. And if I need to cry, I can cry. I talked to the otter today and I was like, I'm sorry I called you just to say hi. And now I'm like crying and, you know, and then I'm having this conversation. He's like, okay, just do it. Just cry. Let's talk about the sad stuff. Let's do it. Let's, I'm like, okay. So we do that. And then suddenly the subject gets changed and, you know, five or 10 minutes later, I'm like laughing and I'm smiling and I'm like, see, you always seem to make me feel better. And he was like, well, I think it's because I don't, I just, I'm trying to let you feel it's you. Like, I'm helping you, but you're getting through it. And, you know, I, I'm able to. And that's great. But it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. Has anyone seriously gone through a breakup and been like, this was great? I was ready to go. I was, get me out of here in my, in my relationship with Jimmy. I think we both were. Like, we were ready for it to be done. And it was still sad. I went with my last job. I was like, I'm I'm ready. But I still had my sad days because it's tough. There is a weird feeling of like worthlessness that I experience. There's a weird feeling of failure that comes up, even though it wasn't a performance based thing. I mean, literally, how could I have messed up so much in four months? You know what I mean? But um, I'm sure people do, but not me. Uh, uh, And (laughs) I, you know, it, it happens. And honestly, I just have to say the irony, like one of my favorite parts about this is, OK, so I got laid off. Let me break it down for you. I recorded the podcast on Monday. I got laid off on Tuesday and on Wednesday, the podcast was released and I listened to the podcast that I did myself with my own voice. And in the first like five minutes of that episode. I literally say, do you guys remember when I was unemployed? Couldn't be me. 
couldn't be me now. The way people are like, you got to be careful what you put in the universe. Like, no shit. No, I listened to that and I was like, not even like if I really break down the time, like I think I recorded at 8 p.m. on Monday and I got let go at like 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Like the way I just couldn't even believe. It was so ironic and amazing. I just loved it so much. But, uh, you know, you got to laugh at that stuff. And so I know that when I did my 30th episode, I did like the 30 things I've learned in my 30 years of life, you know, and I think that your 30s are such an interesting time of life. And I have to say that in my 30th year, I have dealt with so much adversity, but I feel like I deal with that every year. And honestly, this is these last couple years in my late 20s late, late twenties and my early thirties, like this is the happiest that I've been. And does that mean that I don't get into my, I'm crawling in a hole. I have 45 unread text messages. Do not talk to me. Do not look at me. I hate myself modes. Of course, absolutely. But I'm also so fulfilled and so happy in other aspects of my life. And that's what I think I've learned the most in the last year. What I'm so grateful for and one of the things I want to tell people is that I was always a career first girly, you know, and I know I've talked about that here. I was like, I'm going to be Ryan Seacrest and I'm going to do all these things. And I love that drive and that passion. And it's something that I don't want to lose for work. But I also didn't make work the center of my universe and the only thing important to me. And it wasn't my whole life, which meant when I lost my job, I still had a life. I still had people to call. I still had, you know, I still had things to do. I had people to lean on. I had um, a support system because I didn't shut everything down for my job. Now, I think that there's a world where so many things exist. I think we're taught Pepsi or Coke, McDonald's or Burger King. Like we are so ingrained and taught that we have to pick one side. We have to. I mean, you do when it comes to Android and Apple, but like, you know, but (laughs) but we're we're so ingrained that we have to choose a side. So you have to be sad or you're happy. In reality, it's both. You have to be a career person or you have to be a family person. That's not necessarily true. Like for me, I love my job and I'm passionate about my work. I'm passionate about the podcast, but I still am totally a see you next Tuesday when it comes to my time off, like I, if I'm off, I'm off. Don't bother me. I'm eating and I will end my day. Like I'm an eight hour worker. And of course I'm going to pay my dues. And there are times where it's just, I just can't help it. And I have to work later and that's on life. But in reality, like I am trying to have a work-life balance. I'm trying to do that. And I think that that is one of the biggest lessons and it gets, you know, more important as you get older is that you need to have a work-life balance. Like that is such a key to success. So one, work-life balance. Um, two, in the last couple of years, I have been working so hard on trusting my gut and making myself a member of my own team. I have always had the best support systems. I mean, there's been a couple iffy people in there, but we've we've learned to get them out. And this is what I'm talking about with my gut. But I have always had the best support system. I have always had a great group of friends. And I constantly feel lucky about that. Like, there is truly not a day that goes by. My Roman Empire is my own friendships. And I'm so grateful for them. And, but, you know, if I had to make a big decision, it was everybody else's opinion. And don't get me wrong. Don't don't even think for one one second that I'm some like super decisive bee now. OK, uh-uh. I will still be calling and be like, do we think do we think do we think? But at the end of the day, I love I love getting my friends opinions because they're smart as hell. Like what do you really think I became this this all on my own? I had them right. But I have learned so much better to trust my gut. And I think that this is one of the reasons that, you know, things are are going well in my life. You know, I'm doing things that 
I feel good about. I'm setting boundaries where it's needed. And I'm trusting that I'm making the right decision. You know, there's a lot of examples I can give of this. My favorite, obviously, being the otter. Like, I, you know, dating and and figuring out opposite schedules and, you know, commuting and, and all these things. Like, I trusted my gut the whole time and I just felt like it was going to work. I just felt like it's going to work. And so far it has. And I met somebody who makes me feel so happy and is truly a teammate and truly I feel wants me to be as happy as I want him to be happy. And I think that because I trusted my gut and a lot of the times when I was dating, it was about like, I don't want them to not like me. I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want them to feel you know, rejected. And, and then I want, I want them to like me. I want them to want me, but it wasn't really about trusting my gut and like that feeling of like, no, I want this person. No, I want this to work out. No, I think this is going to be a good thing. That's the gut that I turned on in dating. And there were people that I was like, then it became, okay, I'm a couple messages in and I'm like, Ooh, the feelings off. Mm. Or, you know what, the feeling's a weird, little weird, but I'm going to go on a first date and try. Go on the first date, it's not it. Okay, even if I go on the second date. And I'm like, okay, now my gut's screaming now. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. As opposed to waiting for them to, like, ghost me or anything. Like, I took control of my own life and I trusted my gut. And now I have this wonderful relationship that I'm so grateful for and so happy about. And I think that it was, you know, in so much me trusting my gut and also making myself, like I said, a member of the team. Like my opinion is valid. What I think about a situation, what I feel, what I believe is valid and should be listened to. It's my own damn life. In what world? In what world would I just not listen to myself? (laughs) And I think that that has just opened up so many doors, you know, for me. And I think the one of the biggest things that I've learned is patience. And I don't think I was historically a patient person, but I have learned so much patience with myself and with other people. I feel that I ask a lot of people in my life for patience And I needed to work on being better about giving it and just knowing that not everything's going to be an instant gratification. And I'm still very much learning that. But, you know, there's it's not just instantly all going to work out and it's not instantly going to turn out the way that you want it. And, you know, it's the same way like someone might not instantly text you back. Like, you know how frustrating it is. And I'm the culprit. By the way, I'm the bad guy in most of these stories. But like, you know, when you're trying to plan something and you're like, you're like, OK, I just I need to get this plan done really quick. And I like am texting people and like they're not responding. And it's like, but I need to make a reservation. And you're so frustrated because you're like, wait, I can you please just text me back? And like everyone's rolling their eyes. They're like, yes, Ashley, you're the problem in this. And I'm like, I know I am completely the problem. I'm like, I know the importance of an RCP, and yet I'm like the last to do it. So, you know, it's like you're waiting on people and you're waiting on people and, you know, and it's frustrating, but you need to know that you need to know that you have to have patience because you don't know what they're going through today. You don't know what's going on in their world. And I talked about this once on the podcast and I just told Karishma, this is a quote from Karishma's mom that I've told on the podcast, but like, I think it fits so well here in case you missed that episode. You know, she had said like she has a hard time hating people now because she does not know what she would have done if she was dealt the same cards as that person. And ever I told Krishna this the other day on the phone, I said, you told me this story offhand about something your mom said. And like, I feel that it's completely changed my life. Like it's opened the door for more patience and understanding, which is too not most patience. Understanding is a quality I've always tried really hard to have in my life. But, um, you know, it just has really, really opened these doors. And I feel like 30 has has been this really fun and growing year. And 
I am so excited for more of it. I'm so excited. I am truly grateful for living. And I know that's so basic, but there have been so many times where, you know, it felt like I just can't go on. I'm like, I just don't know how to get another diagnosis. I don't know how to lose another friend. I don't know how to go through another breakup. I don't know how to lose another job. And then I step back and I let myself be sad. And I, trust me, babe, I'm going to be sad again. But I remember that like I'm I'm so grateful for living. I'm so grateful that I made it through those things. And I'm so grateful I've had hardships before because now I know I can make it here. So 30 has been fabulous. And I'm excited to continue to work on the things that I want to work on. I'm excited to grow more as a person. I'm excited to become a better friend. I'm excited to be, become a better person. I'm excited to become a better partner. Like, I'm excited to become a dog mom someday. Like, let's not count that out. You know what? We're never going to count that out. I'm excited to be an aunt. I'm excited to be a bridesmaid. I'm excited to continue to show up for people. And I'm excited that people continue to show up for me. Like, it's... It's going to be a wild and crazy and beautiful life. And I am just so grateful for it. And um, yeah, that that is 31 for me. Like, you know, I I it was a it was a tough year. I wouldn't say it's it's been my toughest. You know what I mean? Like, let us not forget last year um, or God forbid 2019. But uh, <laughs> it's or 2020. Um, or 2021, honestly, we've been on a journey, but, uh, I feel that it's been beautiful and I, I'm super grateful for it. So that was the sappy first half of the podcast that was unplanned. I feel like I got a little things to say in the second half here, a little bit more about my life. I did write down some things about sports. So stick around for a little bit less preachy, more beachy. That was the that's a that is a rhyme, but it absolutely makes no sense in the context. So here's a commercial. <laughs> Hi, friends. I am so excited to share that I joined the Azazi Ambassador Program. This makes the most sense. I know I talk about it all the time. I have been a bridesmaid going on 13 times, so I've had a lot of experience shopping for bridesmaids dresses. And my favorite experience was with Azazi. Like I just had three dresses that I liked the style of sent to my home. I tried them on. I chatted with the bride and like we picked the dress and I'm telling you right now, I will wear these dresses again. They were so cute. I cannot recommend this more. It's so simple and easy to use, especially if you have bridesmaids like literally all over the place. This is it. But also they have really cute guest dresses. Like don't sleep on the guest dress. So amazing. You can shop the link in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok at Ashley Sleek and you get $2 off your first dress. You guys, please check this out. I'm telling you brides, grooms, if you are shopping for dresses, like this is so helpful. I cannot recommend it more. Check it out. Link in my bio at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Of course, happy shopping. Okay, I'm going to go a little out of order here because I need to start with the I'm sorry what moment because I've been dying to talk to you guys about this. I'm dying. Listen, I have to say this. I have never been one to be supportive of the Kardashian curse. I've always been like, okay, you guys stop blaming the Kardashians for your problems. Okay. I'm not a believer. It's whatever. Until now, I am so convinced in the Kardashian curse. Thanks to one Nicholas Boza. I am. Mm, you guys, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. Let me paint you a little picture. Let me paint you a picture. Ashley got laid off. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm starting there. I want all the pity. I want all the pity. Ashley gets laid off. Okay. And this is the first week of fantasy football that I am projected to win. The first week, the first week, and the Niners played on Monday and I have Brock Purdy, I have Ayuk, and I have the 49ers defense. And I'm like, you know what? I had a 98% chance at one point of winning this game. All I needed the three of them to do was to come up with 20 points, 20 points, and I would win the game. Okay. And then what happens? Kim Kardashian posts Nick Bosa as the, as one of the male faces of skims. And then the defense gets negative points and fantasy negative, negative three. You've got to be kidding me. 
You've got to be kidding me. I'm sorry. Listen, I am trying to grow and be a better person and not blame other people for my problems, but I am 1000% blaming this on skims. And you know what? I wrote a little note. I wrote a little note to myself because I did. I I took a small amount of notes for the podcast and it was on sports. And I said, oh, I said, not Nick Bosa being the next skims model. Like so proud for him. Go off, sis. No, now I'm mad. I was so we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. And Purdy, I will never not love my sweet angel baby. I will never put slander on his name. Well, I'll never put a lot of slander on his name, but I was so close. And Debo Samuels was out. So Ayuk was going to be the guy. Why? Why? It's, listen, I'm going to have a, if there's one thing I'm going to have right now, it's a pity party. I'm going to have a pity party. I got laid off. My last day of work is my freaking birthday week. I am 0 and 6. Okay. So it would have just been nice. I thought, oh, you know what? I, I keep saying it'd be nice to win once. It would nice. It would be nice to be this week. And the stars aligned. And it was going to be so sweet because the people who were going to get me there, the people who were going to have me win fantasy football were the 49ers, the team that I, in my youth, watched. The team that I watched using my first word, touchdown, and the betrayal, I couldn't believe. Thank God Taylor Swift's giving me a little something to live for right now because I am struggling. I go off and make football my personality for a hot minute and then everybody wants to make me not win fantasy football. I am 0-7. The otter said it's hard. It's really hard to not win a single fantasy football game. I said, oh, thank God. I'm a star. You're right. I am so talented. (laughs) I am the most talented because it is very hard to lose. It's like, to me, this is like failing PE. You know, everyone's like, you have to actively try to fail PE. Is that me? Am I the problem? I just, I am 0-7. The stress, I can't. And you know what the worst part is? The kicker. If you know me, you know, I stress about the kicker. I love the kicker. I No one is a bigger fan of the kicker than me. OK, but I kept having bad kickers. I'm on my third kicker. My third kicker just got kicked off the Rams. I pick him up. I'm like, oh, my God, how lucky did I get? This boy's in number two position. I looked his stats. I said, oh, he's getting hot. This is exciting. Nope. Nope. The person I played last week had my original kicker and he put up 10 fucking points. The disrespect is so loud. It's so loud. Okay. So anyways, I can't. (laughs) Here's here's a couple other juicy tidbits from this weekend of football not having to do with me. So Patrick Mahomes is playing football, you know, the sport. And I don't know his name, but the Chargers quarterback, they were playing against each other and they star in a subway commercial together. And I was just curious, like what the tension is when you have to play against, you know, your 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 co subway commercial guy. Like I would assume that they're friends. And was it difficult? Did they split a subway sub after? Like, what was the tea there? And I don't even know. Speaking of Mahomes, you guys, I'm so I don't truly don't know if I can get into it because I'm so stressed out about the freaking Mahomes of it all right now with Taylor Swift. Here's here's my working theory. And this is why I'm stressed about it. And hear me out. And I know this is Delulu, but this is my podcast and you already know I'm nuts. So hear me out. Okay. What I'm so stressed about is I feel like, okay, first of all, actually, I'm sorry, Tio, let me explain. So Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, is like a tyrant, okay? He's a tyrant. He is the reason I was kind of like, Brittany Mahomes, uh, I just can't because I truly feel like he's the problem because she actually seems like she's kind of BA. Like, I don't know, if, 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 and like BA, I mean badass. I don't know why I abbreviated it. Do people do that? I don't know, but here I am. I'm 31. I can do what I want. So anyways, like Taylor and her have like a cute handshake. I'm like, okay, like maybe she's cooler. And I, like I said in the last podcast, you know, she's opening like a soccer stadium. Like, you know, I love like she's supporting women in sports. Like, okay, we love, like, let's get on here. And Jackson Mahomes hasn't been around. So I'm like, okay, so she's cool. So Jackson Mahomes is currently like under investigation for like sexual assault. Okay, like he's bad news. I like 
everything I've read about him is just bad. I, I just, I don't trust him. Okay. And he has not been to a single game all season. And now he's in the box with Taylor Swift. And here's, here's what drives me nuts about it. I am not convinced that Taylor Swift herself knows who Jackson Mahomes is and knows about the drama. Why would she? This, this girl is busy selling off movie theaters and selling off tours and like picking what cute red outfit she's going to wear next. Like, could you imagine if unfortunately Taylor Swift was like a Miami like fan? Like, what was she going to do with that red lip? We all love the red lip. So anywho, although I would pay money to see her hanging out with Alex Earl. That's on facts. So anywho, I... I don't think she knows, but what makes me concerned because I am a big stan of Travis and Taylor and I'm just like, Travis, you need to be protective because what I because okay, what I love about Travis is that he does seem very protective and he seems like I respect her for who she is. I'm going to let her be her and I'm going to protect her and I'm going to protect her fans and I'm going to be here. And I'm like, you have to protect her against the Mahomes of it all, you know? But what's so hard is like, that's his boy and like that's his coworker, but it's also kind of his boss and they're kind of like besties and they're kind of making history together so what do you do but honestly if you're that good of friends you have to tell them what's up like as all besties know there's a level of drama that you can talk shit about your friends behind their back like that's it is what it is there's some things that are really stupid and petty you just gotta vent them out and you're good there are other things that are like actual issues and you need to talk to your friends about them like don't let taylor swift hang out with somebody who is bad. Okay. She's got a big reputation, big reputation. You and me got a big reputation. I'm just saying like, we have to protect her at all cost. And I think that he has, but like, what a sticky situation. And I just, I don't, me, I'm not blaming Taylor. I don't think she knew. And like, and then if he shows up in the suite, what is she going to do? Get up and leave? Like, what does she do? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So for me, I'm not blaming her. Okay. But Anyways, there was a bigger story this weekend. I don't feel like we're talking about enough because there was juicy ass tea at the Eagles in Miami game. Okay, get this shit. Okay, so the quarterback of the Eagles is Jalen Hurts. And shoot, I forgot the other guy's name. This is why I'm not a sports podcaster, but like it is what it is. But listen to this tea. It's so juicy. Okay, so Jalen Hurts and this other guy, I I know his last name starts with a T. So T, I'm just going to call him out right now. Okay, so Jalen Hurts and T went to school together. They both played at the University of Alabama. Okay. And they were both on the on the football team. And Jalen Hurts was like the starting quarterback. And then he got like bench. I don't remember if he got hurt or what happened, but the other Mr. T, he stepped in and then he won the game at championships. And then so because he did so well, it's like a Brock Purdy situation where then they had him be the starting quarterback for the following year. So he kind of like beat out Hertz. So now Hertz is like, he was on top of the world. He was number one. He was the number one QB. And now he's getting replaced by this other guy. And that's like, that's a blow, you know? But then in the they make it to championships again. And then Mr. T gets Hertz. And then Jalen Hurts steps in. And then he wins the championship. Okay, so that's, that story is juicy within itself. Now get this. They are both quarterbacks in the NFL. And they played each other. <gasps> And they're both number one as in numbers on their jersey. The tea, the juice, the drama. Unmatched, unmatched drama. I loved it. I lived for it. And you know what? I am becoming an Eagle stan. Okay, so I mean, I'm a Niners girl first. I'm like I watch religiously. I feel that I need to watch the Niners, the Chiefs and the Eagles because the Kelsey brothers, but also the Niners for life. Okay. And you might be like, Ashley, you're not a real fan if you root for multiple teams. It's like, I root the most for the Niners. And what do you want from me? I feel that I have enough love to be spread around. I've been a bridesmaid 13 times. You don't think I know how to have multiple best friends? I get a multiple best teams. My number one is my maid of honor is the, uh, the Niners, but I can't have a couple other bridesmaids. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And there's also just like players I like. Like, I'm not really rooting for the Raiders because that feels against my bloodline. But I do like Isaac Rochelle. He's TikTok famous. How could I not? You know? Uh, so anyways, <laughs> I, I it was drama. Also, somebody said this and I can't stop thinking about it since. But they were like watching Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift date. Like, this must be what people felt like when Victoria Beckham and David Beckham dated. <gasps> And they're still together. I mean, I think there was some cheating, so I'm not really, like, interested in getting into that. But, like, isn't that so exciting? I love it. 
So anyways, my I'm sorry what moment was the Kardashian curse. And then I just went on my whole sports tangent. But like I am distraught and upset. I just don't get it. Why? Why? Also, I just want to give you an update that I, in fact, am glad that I celebrated my birthday. I had a good time. I had a really good time. So we did Oktoberfest. My outfit was so cute. You could see it on the gram. The reason that I didn't post a TikTok, I was going to do like a try on, but I was on the phone with the otter when I tried it on because I was just so excited and nervous because it ended up not getting there on Wednesday. Got there Thursday night, the stress. And so I was on the phone with him. So I was like trying it on and um, it fit. It was so cute. I will say the armpits were a little itchy, but enough beer. You don't notice. So uh, I had... A truly the best time. I'm so grateful that all these people came out to hang out with me. I am just beyond grateful. And I'm so grateful the otter was there in the morning. So the lucky people who showed up early got to meet him, which was really fun. And I'm I you guys the way this man drove down to be at a party with me for like an hour and a half. But just because like I really wanted it. I can't. Also, Friday Night Lights, I went to another football game with Bessie, the podcast, Danielle and Kevin, and um, they won. Go Branham. But uh, I was telling Danielle, I'm like, I don't know what shoes to wear tomorrow. And I was like, I want more than anything to wear my Allbirds because I feel like getting drunk in my running shoes is the elite. And you can't tell me any different. Like getting drunk in your running shoes just hits so entirely different. And uh, when I was putting on my outfit, I tried on my white sneaks and I tried on my sandals and the otter was like, why don't you wear your pink Allbirds? Like your dress is pink. They'll match. I'm like, no, I can't wear my running shoes with this dress. He's like, just put them on. And I was like, well, I told Danielle that I feel like I would be too powerful in my Allbirds. And he was like, I think you should wear them then. And I put them on and they match so cute. I felt like when I'm at Disneyland, because I always wear like a cute outfit in my running shoes, but my Alberts are cute and they're the perfect shade of pink. And I did. I felt indestructible. I truly did. I was like, I could run laps around this Oktoberfest right now. It was hot. And I was I was unbothered. For the most part, I was unbothered by the heat, which is like so rare. Like she's so rare. And I, I had the best time in my little running shoes. I loved them so much. So I highly recommend also, other updates from my week last week. I had the sweetest, most beautiful dinner with the otter um, the day I got laid off. <laughs> so we had agreed that I would come up to Oakland and he was like, I will book you a reservation. I was like, oh, not a reservation. I was like the men. You don't even get it. Like a reservation, a resi. Oh, I love it. So anyways, he booked me this reservation at this nice restaurant that, of course, I ordered a cheeseburger and fries at because what the hell? And um, I wore this really cute dress and I like redid my makeup because she was crying all day like a hot mess express. And so we go to dinner and you guys, the date that was going on next to us. Listen, it you know me. I obviously love a first date shit show, but this one was so bad that I like truly felt bad for this girl. And I was like, should we get her out of here? Like, and then I was like, am I just being judgy? But like the otter and I were so quiet throughout this dinner because I think it was just so uncomfortable. Our tables are so close to each other. And this guy, okay, so first of all, they sit down and the guy immediately starts talking about like these alcohols that he knows. And I was like, okay, relax. Does your dad work for Southern Wine and Spirits? I don't think so. So like pump the brakes, you know? And, <laughs> and then, uh, so he starts talking and the girl orders like, a strawberry lemonade and the waiter's like just a strawberry lemonade alcohol and she's like no like I don't drink and then this guy on the date proceeds to tell her that she needs to try Captain Morgan and she goes he goes you need to try Simo and then she goes what and he's like the captain and she's like what and he's like Captain Morgan no you've got to try it I'm like first of all a couple layers here if somebody says they don't drink you do not pressure them into drinking period but if for some reason this girl had never had a sip of alcohol before and you're on a first date and you're trying to impress her and she decides she wants to drink and you go a Captain Morgan straight up. Oh, and then he was he ordered like a shot. He's like, well, you know, I got to get the SEMO. It's so good. Blah. Oh, my God. I couldn't. I just I truly could not stand. And then he was just talking about I forgot about this part. The otter had to remind me that like he was talking about how he was doing a Harry Potter playwright, like his own 
his own playwright based on Harry Potter. And I, I felt like a physical red flag flew out of my back at that moment. I was like, I don't know what it is about this, but I hate it. And then she wasn't eating very much, which, you know, <laughs> I get it. It also seemed like because I was looking at I felt like when she was looking at the menu, she didn't really know what she wanted to eat, you know, and she was so quiet. And I was just like, I I feel for this girl. And she ends up ordering like just a side. I don't even remember what it was, but then he just keeps ordering like every appetizer on the menu, which don't get me wrong. I was eyeing over there. I was like, did you get the butternut squash mac and cheese? Cause like I've only seen it at Trader Joe's. And I just want to know if this one's good. Can I have a bite? But he literally says to her, he goes now he's like, oh, did you like this? Cause he had her try. He was like just pressing her, you know? And she was like, okay, fine. I'm going to eat this. And she's like, oh, it's okay. And he's like, well, I'll send it to you for leftovers. Now look at all the food you're going to have for tomorrow. And then when you eat, eat this, you can think of me. And immediately I'm like, okay, Jesus, if you've never been to church, let me fill you in. So they do a little thing called communion. Okay. And they break the bread. And he's like, this is my body. Enjoy this for the remembrance. I don't remember the whole thing. It's been a little minute, you know, it's like, this is my body, the bread of heaven eat this in remembrance of me or something. I feel like if that's it, I'm so proud. But I was like, who do you think you are? And then I had, to, you know what? I had to pee, but I also had to see because I was sitting next to the guy, but across from the girl. And I'm like, this girl is pretty. You know what I mean? And I was like, what in the disrespect? I go to the bathroom and I walk out. You guys, I am not trying to be mean. I promise you I'm not. I am, I am fighting every ounce of me saying this right now, but I just feel like it needs to be said. My jaw was to the floor. My jaw was dropped. My jaw was dropped. And I was like, I feel like such a dick right now, but I'm genuinely shocked at who I'm looking at. Like, I was like, you got to have some redeeming quality. It's like, at least be hot. And I was like, girl, run. I wanted so badly to ask the otter if we should take her to the next bar with us, but we didn't. So anyways, um, we did go to another, another bar. And unfortunately, Ashley's tummy was a little... She was a little unhinged and I was like, this bar is really like cute and dingy and fun. And I love that for us, but I do not want to get that sick in this bathroom. But I also was like, I don't really want to get sick in your bathroom because you have roommates, but I think I got to take the lesser of two evils here. And so we only had a couple sips of beer. We left and it was really sweet because he said to me, he was like, this is the risk that we take. Like, it's okay. And I was like, you're too nice to me. You're too good to me. Okay. So anyways, I had the best time. So it turned into, you know, and he's like, I can cancel the reservation, you know, cause I was an emotional mess. And I was like, no. And the funniest part was, okay. So the next day I like went to work. So like I get, I got laid off and obviously I still worked for another week. So when I, when I got laid off the first time, it was like, they, they shut down my computer. I had time to send like one quick email and like my computer was shut down and they were like, no, you are not getting any of these secrets. And I was like, I wasn't going to take anything, but okay. So anyways, like literally computer shut down. That's it. And, um, this time I have another week or two weeks of work. And so, you know, we're supposed to go in the office three days and I do understand the logic that it's not like they could fire me if I didn't go in. But I also just like, I didn't know what to do. This is how I've been describing it to people. You know, when you're taught as a kid that if you get lost at a mall, like you're just supposed to like stay still. And like stay where you are and they'll come find you and like go to like go or somewhere you feel safe and like just stay. So I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I'm just going to go. And I went to the office and it was like very nice to see everybody. But yeah, I just I truly did not know what to do. And um, so I worked in the office, whatever. And um, then I came home and like reality starting to set in. I'm starting to freak out a little bit. But the otter had reminded me that like, there was a job that had reached out to me um, like a month ago and he was like, oh, you should follow up. So I followed up and I get an interview. So I get laid off on Tuesday. I get an interview on Thursday. Okay. I'm really excited. I'm getting prepped. And it is a super casual 95 degrees outside. And if there's one thing about me, it's like I dress up for an interview. Okay. Most of the time I get to do them from my house. So I can put on the AC, but I'm always like blazer, nice top, nice pants, nice shoes, hair half up, half down, like that's the vibe, good lip color. It's, it's a whole thing. But I was like, I am so afraid that from the parking lot to this place, I'm going to be 
so sweaty because it's so hot. So I decided just to wear like a cute top and a skirt, like very businessy still, whatever. And I get there and the guy's like, oh, let's take the interview outside. I could, I'm, I was literally too stunned to speak. I was like, he's got to be kidding. My mustache was so sweaty. Okay. I could feel, I like the whole time I was just trying to do this little pat, like a little, and I was just like, oh my God, now I'm giving myself a finger mustache. Like I was sweating so bad. I could hard, I like, I could hardly believe it. And it was tough because I'm like, I'm trying to be professional. I'd really love to not like be unemployed for that long. Like I'm trying to make it all happen. And I am just sweaty mustache. Like I can feel the sweat dripping from my face. And I was like, there's no way I got this job, but Great news. I got a second interview. So I'm going to have an interview today on my birthday, which is very fun. I This is not the first time. I actually had an interview on my birthday back in like 2016. And this one was down in San Francisco. It was an interview I had for NBC Sports. I did not get the job, which was so heartbreaking. But, um, you know, hopefully we are changing the tune on this and I will, you know, nail this and hopefully it all works out. But I do feel very grateful for for any opportunity to interview. Obviously, it's so hard to do that. And this was a company that reached out to me, which is always like the dream. Um, And yeah, it was really it was just really fun. But I'm so hoping, so hoping that they don't make me interview outside. Like I just I truly don't think I'll be able to handle it. I just don't. But anyways, everybody, um, thank you for spending my birthday with me. This was so fun. Honestly, I'm glad that I just kind of went off the cusp. And I hope that you got a little something from the beginning here of the podcast. I hope that you got a little laugh. You know, there are so many things in this life that we cannot control. And that is scary as fuck, especially for somebody with anxiety. That is so scary. The unknown is so scary. But it's also so beautiful because you just truly never know what's next. And I am so incredibly grateful for the job that I just got to do and I loved my coworkers. I loved my environment and I just know that good things are coming and good things are coming to all of us as as long as we continue to like try to be a good person and just try to love ourselves as much as possible like things are going to be okay they're going to be hard but they're going to be okay and um I'm really excited for um the next couple days of celebrating me And then we'll see what the heck happens in unemployment. Like, she's almost here. But it's fine. Okay, I love you so much. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, all the things. Also, if you want to check out my Amazon storefront, baby, if you're, like, throwing a bachelorette party, please go stop in there. I've done a lot of the work for you when it comes to looking for decorations. Like, she's on it. Also, um, I'm unemployed, so any little commission would be fab. So check out Kitsch, check out Azazi, keep it in a hundo, and um, I love you so much, and I will for sure talk to you next week. Let's get ready for November, babies. Okay, love you. Bye. Wait, what the heck? That's not my outro. Okay, bye.